Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Charging into the postseason, welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. You there, me here as we play to the gallery and soak up the spotlight coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and zestfully powerful Microphones of FSR emanating live from the support as we are your emotional support audio animals. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be in I, I do uh, apologize. I, I don't really apologize. I, I, I heard one of the funniest stories. I cannot, unfortunately, repeat it on the airwaves of Fox Sports Radio, but I, I was told one of the great radio stories I've heard. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to wait a long time for the statute of limitations to run out before I will share that story. But it's one of the all-time great stories. And unfortunately, I wish I could share it with you. And I know, why would you, why'd you bring it up? Why would you bring it up? You can't share it. What's wrong with you? Uh, well, listen. All right. Well, we will we will bring it up at some point later on. But you'll have to listen a long time. You'll have to listen a long time to that. But we are glad to be here. 
And a programming note. Now, the, the, the show will be on every single night. But uh, this is my last show for 2022. Although it does seem, it does seem, oh, that's, that's really, a, that's a long, a long way away. Uh, 2023, but it's only a few days. And, uh, and this is a little different wonky schedule than in years past. In years past, I would just take like the last two weeks of the year off. Not quite the same. Uh, not quite the same here, but we are going to power on through the overnight. And uh, I'm in a good mood because I heard a funny story. And I love funny stories. I don't hear them that often, so I, I heard one. That's very exciting. So our lead this hour coming from the Hoosier State. Don't bury the lead, my man. And that was the scene for the Monday night football extravaganza. As Justin Herbert leading the Charger traveling circus into Indianapolis, a date with Nick Foles and the Colts. Nick Foles taking over as the starter there. L.A. leading the way in the wild card race, needing a win here to secure a playoff berth. And they were favored on the road by a pretty decent margin. I don't know if you saw this game or not. Maybe you were doing something else and you missed it. Perhaps you were still hanging out with family. But don't worry. Uh, we have no lives. We watch, so you would not have to. So Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler, he's a running back. Uh, Eckler scored on uh, not one, but two one-yard touchdown runs. It's hard to say a one-yard run is a run. You know, because I I could go one yard, and I can't really run, but I could go one yard. Uh, But Austin Eckler, uh, a couple of one-yard runs into the end zone, and the Chargers clinched their first playoff berth since way back in 2018. I was barely alive at that point. They intercepted Nick Foles, not once, not twice, but three times as the Charger defense disemboweling Indy 20-3 in the Monday night game. Justin Herbert, not a great game for him, 235 yards. Cameron Dicker, a man that I'm sure is a fan of Dick and Dayton who calls our show occasionally. Cameron Dicker, the kicker, made a couple of short field goals. The Chargers get their ninth win of the year. They've won three straight, and they got the help they needed over the weekend as the Raiders gagged the game away against Pittsburgh. Miami, Miami, Miami blew a game against the Packers. New England got smoked in the first half and then could not come back against the Bengals. And, well, we know what happened to the Jets as well over the holiday weekend. Don't ask. All right, so the Chargers, all they need to do is to win. They get that. They reach the postseason first time. With the much ballyhooed Justin Herbert at quarterback, and just the second time since 2014, way back in the old San Diego days. More on the Bolts in a bit, but the better story is in the losing locker room. So that is where we go. All right. The question here is how do you grade Nick Foles' first start this season for Indy? So I've got Charlie Brown, Puppet. And Liberty. And we will combine all of these random things together. And we are going to make the foundation of this Maller monologue. So, A, listen, Nick Foles reminded you and reminded me and everyone in the back of the room, in case you had forgotten, hey, he's a one-hit wonder. One of the great one-hit wonders of all time. Right up there with Joe Flacco. And he will always have what he did in Philadelphia. And Foles has been around so long. He's 33 years old, but he seems like he's in his (laughs) mid-50s. He looks like he's in his mid-50s, the way that he plays. And deservedly, 
the Super Bowl MVP against mighty Tom Brady and the big, bad New England Patriot dynasty. But outside of his happy place in the Delaware Valley, Nick Foles has been a zero around the NFL with all the other teams he's played for. And in this particular game, he was in the cockpit on a kamikaze mission on the Vomit Comet as he was not only a quarterback, he was terrible, completing uh, less than 60% of his passes, averaged less than five yards per attempt, sacked not once, not twice, not three, not four, not five, not six. How about seven times? Zero touchdowns. As you know, the Colts didn't score. It's hard to throw a touchdown pass. And three back-breaking interceptions. That works out to a passer rating of 31.9. And on the Maller report card, Nick Foles gets, and I'll be fair here, in F minus, 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 minus. So the passer rating of 31.9. This is a reminder that sometimes you're the windshield and sometimes you're the bug. And uh, keep in mind, as we like to point out, the passer rating for Nick Foles would have been better, statistically speaking, if he had taken every single snap and dropped back to pass and thrown the Duke right into the ground. That equates to a 39.6 passer rating. So by throwing the ball, he was actually worse than if he had spiked it in the ground every time. Holy cannoli, was he horrific. Uh, And uh, another reminder that Nick Foles should be put out to pasture uh, and the, uh, there's no excuse uh, for that. And uh, one of those seven sacks, blame the offensive line. Uh, that's the meathead sports fans' response. If you watch the game, you know many of those sacks were a direct, a direct result of holding the ball too long. And I don't care how much you hate fat people and want to fat shame the offensive line of the Indianapolis Colts. If Nick Foles, it's not his first barbecue. If he's going to hold on to the ball and take his sweet time, and not know when to throw it away, and he's going to get sacked, and you blame the offensive line. It's never the, 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 the pretty boy quarterback's fault. But watching Foles play quarterback was akin to Charlie Brown with Lucy holding the football for him to kick. And Nick Foles kept dropping back and getting suckered every time, thinking that he would be able to complete a pass. The offensive line would give him 20 seconds to throw the ball or thinking Lucy was going to hold the ball in place uh, for him to kick, only to have her pull it away at the very last minute. The Colts had 10, 10 third-down opportunities. They went 0 for 10. Second time this year the Colts have pitched a goose egg on third down, 1 of 4 on fourth down. I can give you all kinds of stats if you want. They shouldn't give too many because it's a radio show, but they, they had one red zone trip after a, a turnover, didn't get that obviously through the end zone and ended up finishing Indy with 10 first downs, but really only eight because two of the first downs were given to them via penalty by the Zebras on the Chargers. Now, turning the page on that, before kickoff, in the lead-up to this game, Jim Ursay, a man that enjoys a good time, the owner of the Colts, uh, said that Coach Jeff Saturday is, quote, an outstanding candidate for full-time status as Indy's head coach. Now, is he being honest with that? Uh, Is that an honest response by Jim Irsay? This was obviously before the game, but the answer is no. All right, no, 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 no. And I I know Irsay's got a little Looney Tunes going with him, but he's in this story, he's a wooden puppet, as in Pinocchio, right? That is an exaggeration and fabrication. It's a a lie. It's a noble lie, but it's a lie nonetheless. Uh, Jim Irsay loves Jeff Saturday, the man, 
and there's a bromance there, and it's a nice sentiment to think this guy's going to be the have a chance at the long-term job. But this has been a nice social experiment. It's weird science, and I'm all for it. I like the unorthodox, think outside the box, and that's what the Colts did here. Let's put the hot take guy on TV, put him on the sidelines, and we'll see how it works out in a very primitive state. Unfortunately, it hasn't worked out. Saturday is, it's fair to say, not a connoisseur of coaching. You had the Week 13 game against the Cowboys where Indy was up 19-17 in Dallas going to the fourth quarter, only to be outscored 33 to nothing. And then, but wait, there's more. Week 15, there's something about that 33 number. The Colts were up 33-0 over Minnesota, and we saw what happened in that game, 39-36. They lost greatest blown lead in NFL history. So Jim Ursay will search high and low and here and there and everywhere for his new head coach. And we believe it is going to be the, the leading candidate is going to be Jim Harbaugh. That If Jim Harbaugh wants the gig, it's his. He's a Michigan man jonesing for a return to the NFL. He wanted the Viking job last year. He's already in the Colts' ring of honor. It makes all the sense in the world. If Harbaugh turns it down, then it is wide open. And we know that Ursay is crazy like a potato, and I could see him going completely outside the box again and saying, well, Jeff, Saturday didn't work, so why don't I go back into my bag of tricks and let's see how Adam Schefter would do on the sidelines or Jay Glazer or Troy Aikman or Tony Romo, and at least we'll interview those guys, and we'll see if any of them would, would like to be the head coach. All right, we'll, we'll go down the list. Now, the last word here, are you impressed? Go the other side. Are you impressed with the Chargers? They get a 20-3 to win. Yeah, and I'm, I'm shaking my head no on this. The Bolts were very beatable if they played a halfway decent opponent, a worthy opponent. That is a game they lose. They only had 17 first downs, barely 300 yards of offense, just 20 points. That despite being given three interceptions. The Chargers scored only three points off those Nick Foles turnovers. And Justin Herbert, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, I'm going to get into talk radio jail, but he was patchy under center. He was erratic. He was uneven. Now, my evidence on that. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had the wow, interception. bro. Right after Nick Foles threw one of his interceptions, Herbert came back and threw an interception of his own. And it's, oh, it's the receiver's fault. Uh, but he was uneven. Now, this continues an uneven uh, performance here. And you're not supposed to say the quiet part out loud, but we'll say it. If he was an ice cream flavor, the flavor of the month here would be Rocky Road for Justin Herbert. It's lost in the shuffle. The stank is covered up by the sweet smell of victory. Justin Herbert living the life, La Vida Loca, because they keep winning, but he's the, the man who shot Liberty Valance when the legend becomes the fact he go with the legend. And we've seen the Chargers on national TV many times here recently. TV people love putting Justin Herbert on TV. They're hyping up the legend, building up the mythology of Herbert. And the Chargers are 3-1 and one over the last month. But in that stretch of games, Justin Herbert has just two touchdowns and three interceptions. He's been sacked 16 times and a passer rating below 90 over the last month for Justin Herbert. That is nothing to post about on social media. Now, the Chargers are a playoff team, so congratulations on that. As of now, 
Uh, the, well, the good news is you're a playoff team. The bad news is you're in the AFC as the number six seed. The Chargers would open up the postseason if they started this coming weekend with the number three seed. That's the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. And I'm sure the weather will be very nice there. And I, I imagine uh, Justin in Cincinnati, just Josh, and the other members of the Maller Militia in Cincinnati will be greeting the Chargers at the airport there, welcoming them uh, to uh, Southern Ohio for that particular matchup. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A mile-high mistake of biblical proportions. Welcome in the beginning 
of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, adjacent, as we broadcast from the surf to the turf, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and vivaciously powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the words as we are the home of the winged words, we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And I hope all is well. We're back at it here this hour in our lead coming from the Rocky Mountains. And it seemed inevitable, and it has now happened. Uh, This is where the big news of the football news cycle comes from, Bronco country. One day, one day after the Christmas beheading in La La Land, the other shoe dropped in Denver. If you've not heard somehow, if you've missed it, we learned that Nathaniel Hackett was given his walking papers. He gone, fired. After the Christmas debacle during his first season as head coach of the Broncos, Denver goes just 4-11 and in the failed tenure with Hackett on the sidelines. Years from now, future generations of Bronco fans will compare all coaches' tenures to Nathaniel Hackett, and that's how bad it was. But he has now been sent on a long walk off a short pier. The clock management strategist, Jerry Rossberg takes over as the interim coach the final couple games of the year. So let us discuss the question here. Did Nathaniel Hackett get a raw deal from the Broncos? Only 15 games, that's it. Of course, the answer to that is an obvious N plus O. No, he did not get a raw deal. I've got Better Business Bureau, Home Depot, and Tool Bag. And we will lock all of these things together. And we are going to make a halfway decent coach, which was the last time I guess John Fox was the last time the Broncos had like a really like a really good coach. You better go back further than that. It's been a long time. All right. So number one. Number one. Number one. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett wasn't the perfect job. Wasn't the perfect job. But Nathaniel Hackett was given a pretty good job, a bag of gold bars, an upstart team, a team that had made some big, sexy moves in the offseason. They picked up the franchise quarterback, Russell Wilson. And Hackett had been billed up as a savvy X's and O's kind of guy, proficient in offensive football. And he had turned to this Bronco team, which was supposed to be filled with the riches of Solomon, into a riches-to-rag story with him at the helm. And that's on Hackett. Now, we can rip Russell Wilson and go on and on, but a coach's job is to get the most out of the players. And Nathaniel Hackett had a failure to communicate with his quarterback and was unable to get anything out of Russell Wilson, although Russ did get a nice home in Colorado. Denver Brass, the people that hired him, George Patton, the GM there in particular, ought to call the Better Business Bureau because this is 
false advertising. For instance, the Broncos, they averaged 15.5 points per game in the Hackett era. The fewest, brace yourself, brace yourself, the fewest in the NFL this season. Worst in the NFL, in a league with the Chicago Bears and the Houston Texans, the Broncos were the caboose bringing up the back of the train as it goes around the mountain. And their yards per game, 316 yards per game, 26th in the NFL. And it's not for a lack of talent. It's not for ability at the playmaker positions. Even with a rat-kill performance on Sunday, the Broncos defensively, something Nathaniel Hackett knows nothing about. He's an offensive coach. Denver's defense, even with that dreadful performance in the hood in Inglewood, allowing the fifth-fewest yards per game in the NFL and tied for the sixth-fewest points allowed. Now, that performance against the Rams, if you were paying attention on Christmas, that is a classic vintage coach-killer performance. We normally see that in the NBA. You don't see that in football very often, but it happened, and we got to witness it. Tony Romo was there. Jim Nance was there. They were wearing their ugly Sweaters, they're ugly holiday sweaters. They got the whole ball of wax on Christmas there, but a low effort, lethargic, sleepwalking performance. The only fight that the Broncos showed was with each other when they were fighting on the sidelines with the offensive lineman disgusted with Russell Wilson. The backup quarterback comes over there and tries to to yell at the offensive lineman who then yelled back. That's the fight. The, the most fight the Broncos showed was Randy Gregory, I believe, after the game, punching a sucker punch to one of the Ram offensive linemen. And so th- that gets you fired. there. Bye-bye. All right, see you later. Get out of here. All right, now, page two. What is the lesson from Nathaniel Hackett's failed tenure in Denver? So there's a lot of lessons that come out of this. It's a breach of football etiquette. George Payton, the GM there, hired Nathaniel Hackett because of, in large part, two reasons. Because of a dream and a rubber stamp. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. That's the lesson here, right? Don't be the guy. The Broncos had these wild dreams that they were getting Aaron Rodgers. They weren't supposed to get Russell Wilson. They thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers. At the time, he had a lady friend that lived in in the greater Denver area within a reasonable driving distance in Colorado. And Aaron Rodgers was having a hissy fit with the Green Bay Packers. And every indication was he was going to be traded and he was going to exit away from Green Bay and he was going to end up somewhere else. And so the Broncos had this wild pipe dream they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. And that was the plan. And so the GM, a man with the plan, they said Rodgers has a wandering eye. He was looking to leave Green Bay. Everything indicated he wanted out. Denver was ready to do the mating dance. The other factor here, And there's a lot of variables, but the other variable is that Aaron Rodgers gave his seal of approval. He rubber-stamped Nathaniel Hackett. He sang the praises of his ability to coach offensive football. He underwrote the move to hire Hackett as a head coach. Clearly, Rodgers has been, he was out drinking ayahuasca with Joe Rogan at the time, or I don't know, maybe he was sniffing glue. I don't know what he was doing, but either way, Rodgers endorsed that move. Maybe he just wanted to screw the Broncos over, but Hackett, who had been fired in Jacksonville, the dreadful Jags in his previous coaching stint, riding the coattails of Aaron Rodgers all the way to a head coaching job. What a boondoggle. 
And so it is a teachable moment that you do do your homework. Yeah, I would also advise going down to Home Depot, buying a better shovel, that you should dig deeper, right? You should dig deeper. Now, here's how I relate. Years ago, working in radio, I was at a, a radio outfit. They hired a guy who had a glowing resume. And one of the bosses loved to brag about, you know, in the radio business, it's all about the call letters. If you work in terrestrial radio and some big-time call letters on your resume, and there was one problem. They hired this guy, and he sucked eggs on the air. He was boring. He was dull. He couldn't provide an entertaining, compelling talk radio show. It's a problem. But they'd massaged this guy's ego and built this guy up to be amazing when they hired him, and he was nothing short of terrible. But he had the resume. Right? It's like, and it's, it's the, the, the coaching hire thing. It's such an inexact science, but so many teams in the NFL are so lazy. They just hire an assistant from whatever team's winning at that time, thinking that by osmosis, they're going to figure things out with their new team and all that. And they've got the pixie dust and it's going to rub off and they're all starry eyed and all that nonsense. All right, final point. So I, I saw uh, an interesting note and they, the stat pointed out that Urban Meyer and Nathaniel Hackett, for all intents and purposes in the modern era of the NFL, are the two biggest turd burgers among recent coaching hires. I say recent since the merger in terms of shortest tenure, failing to go the extra mile. So toss-up question here. Who's the more embarrassing hire? Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. We just saw that. That's fresh in our minds from last year. Or Nathaniel Hackett in the Mile High City. So I'm actually going to go with Hackett on this. I believe Hackett is more of an embarrassment than Urban Meyer. And let me make my elevator pitch as to why that is. All right, Urban Meyer took over a wretched franchise lacking elite professional football talent and a rookie Greenhorn quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Now, it is true that his arrogance got the best of him. He also got caught up with a co-ed at a bar in Ohio. That was embarrassing. He was pig-headed. He was a college coach. He ended up 2-11 with Jacksonville. But Nathaniel Hackett is worse, and here's why. This guy is such a tool bag, but he's an NFL guy. He had NFL pedigree. He'd worked for multiple NFL teams. He knew the NFL business model. He didn't have any extracurricular activity that we know of. He inherited a team that had talent that everyone had said was a quarterback away. They went out and got the quarterback, and he was bad. He he was bad at coaching. There's no other way to say it. Now, among the highlights for this, this Mama Luke, Nathaniel Hackett, this 64-yard field goal in Seattle to begin the year when everyone was watching instead of allowing Russell Wilson to try a fourth down and five with 20 seconds remaining in the, uh, the season opening game where they lost to the Seahawks. That set the tone. You only get a one chance at a first impression, uh, and Brandon McManus missed the kick. My favorite Nathaniel Hackett story, and the one I'll likely remember most about Nathaniel Hackett, was not even the Seattle game. I'll probably forget about that. But the first home game in Denver, you remember what happened? I remember what happened. The Broncos were having issues with the clock. They were having some issues with the clock management. And so the Bronco fan base, led by Parker the Snow Dog, 
sarcastically counted down. I heard Parker barking. They were counting down the clock to give the Broncos the upper hand as they barely got by the NFL's worst team, the Houston Texans. They were counting down the clock for a professional football team because the coach was so bad at clock management. And then they had to hire somebody to keep an eye on Hackett, who now ends up becoming the the head coach. So I say that Nathaniel Hackett, more embarrassing than Urban Meyer, considering that he had come from an NFL team, he knew how the, the business worked at the pro level, and he still had a team that, that was terrible. And the, the final crescendo on Christmas Day, with, again, everyone in the NFL world watching, the team comes unglue- unglued. They look like they would rather be laying in a hospital bed somewhere than playing the Rams. The most fight they have is with each other. And a let's-get-the-coach-fired performance that is why Nathaniel Hackett is more of a bum than Urban Meyer. And you say, well, there's no way that's possible. We just saw it. It just played out right now. The yeah, guy's yeah, a Hackett, bum. He had a, he had a better record. He had a little better record. But side by side, my vote goes to Hackett as the bigger stiff than Urban Meyer. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Coop Galoot. Ben, Russell Wilson needs to take just four sacks in the final two games of the season in order to set a new career high. Uh, why has this continued to be such an issue for uh, Russell Wilson? Well, it's, it, it's the argument people made in Seattle. when we, we, I did rants about this uh, when he was playing for the Seahawks. Was like, everyone blamed the offensive lines. Like, well, it's not the offensive line's fault. His internal clock is messed up, and that's been exposed in Denver. Did you know, Coop, I, I read this stat over the weekend. He's been pressured at the lowest rate of his career, but is on a record pace for the times being sacked. you got to know when to get rid of the ball. The sack is the worst thing outside of a holding penalty that will derail a drive, and you're much better throwing the ball away and, and an incomplete pass than taking a sack. And I love how the Bronco line was so fed up. They had that meltdown, that hissy fit on the sidelines, because they're the ones being blamed by the meathead fans when it's Russell Wilson, it's his fault. They're the offensive linemen are the ones being called out, and they wouldn't they wouldn't help him up. The referee had to help him up at one point. Next, Ravens backup quarterback Tyler Huntley has made the Pro Bowl this season. He was voted the fourth alternative on the AFC roster. Ben, what does this say about the event? Well, it tells you it, it further marginalizes things. Tyler Huntley is a bit player in Baltimore. He's being he's being honored as an All Star. And somebody like Trevor Lawrence did not get the honor, but Tyler Huntley did. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. The entire Pro Bowl thing's completely fugazi now. It was a flag football game anyway. Now they've actually made it a flag football game. But it's all, my theory is there's all these other events like dodgeball and thread the needle and fastest man competition. So maybe Tyler Huntley is, is like a really good dodgeball player, and that's why they need him on the AFC team because he dominates dodgeball. Uh, he's, he's like uh, amazing. He's like Vince Vaughn at dodgeball. Next. The Red Sox are getting calls on Chris Sale. Uh, they are, quote, willing to listen and consider, but Sale has a no trade clause in his contract. Ben, do you think he'll get traded? Will the Angels pay too much for him and will he suck in Southern <laughs> California? Well, I think this is a plant from the Red Sox. They're trying to entice and create a market for Chris Sale. He turns 34 years old. He's been injured for the last two years, almost completely useless. Uh, he's very stubborn. He's got a no trade clause, Garbage. as we said there. 
This is like the perfect angel starting pitcher, Coop. I mean, this guy's <laughs> built for Anaheim. Uh, absolutely. How did we do, Coop? We passed this edition. That is a winner for the final time in 2022. That's our winner. I won the game. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Uh, let's introduce our contestants for Mallers Mountain of Money real quick. Hello, we uh, said we don't need the music and all that. Eric in Portland's going to play. Hello, Eric. Welcome. Good morning, Ben. Merry Christmas. How you doing? I'm all right, Eric. Are you going to rip anybody from the Patriots? Well, few things in life are more scripted than a Patriots home game. I know Stevenson <laughs> dropped the ball the other day, but the NFL still hopes and prays they can set it up. Yeah. The Patriots against right, Tom right. Brady Calm in the down. Super Bowl. I know, I know. All right, you're such a punk. All right, who do you want to partner up with real quick, Eric? You got me, Ben. Eddie Garcia. You got... Eddie Garcia, no question about it. Well, you like a cheater. Interesting. All right, uh, yeah. hold on a sec. We have Tommy in Atlanta is going to play. Hello, Tommy. Welcome. Tommy. Uh-oh. Hey, Ben, how's it going? There he is. I hear the voice of Tommy. All right, hey, uh, Tommy, <laughs> welcome. Good to have you. Uh, we'll learn more about you in a minute. But what? who do you want to partner up with? Eddie's been taken. You have me, Ben, Roberto, and Koopaloo. Uh You, Big Ben. All right, it's a great choice. Very good. What are the categories here, Coop, real quick? Uh, this is the Jared Leto edition of Mallard's Mountain of Money. Uh, we're going to do 30-second uh, Tomorrow songs here. So the categories are Birth, The Kill, Savior and City of Angels. All right, Eric, which one do you want, Eric? Uh, the Kill, please. The Kill. All right, Tommy, which one would you like? i do Birth. All right, Birth. Look at that. You're all about the Birth. All right, guys, hold on a sec. Don't hang up. Stay in your spot, and we will have that game. Mallard's Mountain of Money in its entirety. We'll get to it, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Now, <laughs> Maller's Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. All right, let's play the game right now. This man's been calling a long time from Portland, Maine. He takes pot shots at the Patriots on the Insta device line. He's matched up with Eddie. And I, I'm playing with Tommy, and let's get right to the game here. It's the Jared Leto edition, Coop, and I believe Eddie is going first, correct? Yes? Correct. All right. Eddie, you're going up first. You have the kill category, I believe. Is that, that true? That is category correct. two? All right. 45 seconds oh, on the hold clock. Hold on. Hold on. You didn't oh. read the category last time. Oh. You're trying to cheat. I'm not These athletes cheat. all made game-winning plays to win a championship. 45 seconds on the clock. All right. Ready? Begin. Uh, the NBA GOAT, all those titles with the Bulls. Played, Michael Jordan. Uh, current Brooklyn point guard, the, the earth is flat. Kyrie Irving. Uh, one of the greatest duos in NBA history with Carl Malone. All-time. John Stockton. Uh, home run, walk-off home run for the Blue Jays to win the World Series. Cotter. Uh, Gary yeah. Cotter. No, no, <laughs> first name is different. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, former 49ers wide receiver, white guy, made the catch uh, with Joe Montana. Dwight Clark. Yes. Uh, famous interception of Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl for the Patriots. Porter. Oh, no, what? No, no, for the Patriots. Interception. Oh, the... Butler. Yes, what's his first name? <laughs> All right. Um, Aaron Hernandez. Oh! <laughs> oh, man. Mr. Big Pants over there. Uh, doesn't know the first names. You missed uh, Malcolm Butler. Uh and, and Joe, Carter. Joe Carter, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not Jerry. Gary Carter, that great Blue Jay. <laughs> <laughs> All 
<laughs> so that's 120 points. And then you probably wouldn't have got the last one, which was Tracy Porter. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you uh, knew that. All right. So, we're uh, up here. We got a shot, Tommy. We got a chance, my man. Tommy, you, you, you guys picked birth, correct? Yes. yes. All right. These sports figures are all celebrating a birthday this month, December. 45 right. seconds on the clock. Begin. All right. Quarterback for the Green Bay Packers right now. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, star for the Celtics in the 1980s. White guy. Uh, Larry Bird. Yeah, uh, star receiver, played for the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, a Hall of Fame. Yes, uh, quarterback for the Bengals. He ended up with the Raiders as well out of USC. He's now uh, out of the NFL. Jesse Palmer? No. Uh, no. Star, gu- star guard for the Sacramento Kings right now out of Kentucky. Um, very similar to uh, – I, the, uh, I don't camp. know. All right. Uh, go, uh, star for the Knicks in the 1980s, power forward. He got ejected from Madison Square Garden a couple years ago, got carried out by security. Power forward. Uh, that, uh, uh, Ooh. Uh, so I remember when that happened. but I, uh, Charles sorry. Oakley was who you missed right there. Yeah, Charles Oakley. And it was, it's Carson Palmer, not well, Jesse Palmer. Palmer. He said Dang Jesse it. Palmer. Yes, I did. That's the first time anyone said Jesse Palmer instead of Carson Palmer, by the way. Right? <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> so you guys are behind. You have 60 points. Uh, would you like Savior or City of Angels? Which one do you want there? Uh, Tommy. Okay, that's, Tommy. Uh, Tommy. Savior. 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 Oh, God. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh, for- God is right there. My God, <laughs> dude. What are you trying to do here? I don't know. That one was a tough one. 45 seconds on the clock, ready. Oh, uh, all considered savers of the franchise. 45 seconds on the clock, begin. All right. Uh, known as the big unit for the Seattle Mariners. A Randy pitcher. Johnson. Yes, uh, Big Poppy in Boston. Bob, uh, David Ortiz. Yes, uh, the star of the Broncos. Uh, white guy quarterback, 1980s. John Elway. Yes, uh, the king of the Lakers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, LeBron James. Yes. Uh, World Series hero for your Atlanta Braves. Uh, hit a big home run against the Astros in the World Series. Uh, Jorge long... Soler. Yeah. All right. Wow. Uh, not uh, Akeem Olajuwon, but the other half of the power dominant center comp uh, in, the, in the 80s for the Rockets. Uh, uh, from Virginia. No, from I wasn't even going to try. That's Ralph Sampson. We need to go for Eddie. That's 240 points. Oh, we don't. You have guys to have go City go of here. Angels. 45 seconds. These athletes were all born in Los Angeles. Begin. Uh, uh, greatest hitter in Padres history passed away. What is win? Uh, yeah, uh, former USC wide receiver. Just throw me the damn ball. He's on ESPN now. Pete Johnson. Yes. Do we need to do more, Coop? Yes. Uh, Oh, wait a minute, Eddie. Defensive specialist for the (laughs) Showtime Lakers, three-point shooter. He had high socks. Byron Scott? No, no. um, Oh. Cooper. Yes. What's his first name? I don't Uh, know. First name's very good. I know you don't. You only need 20 points, Eddie. Uh, Wide receiver for the Saints out of Ohio State. His uncle used to call our show. Oh, we're out of time, Uh, unfortunately. Robert Kraft does not win. You're a loser, Garcia. We win. Me and Tommy. Good job, Tommy. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. 
Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.